Welcome to Immigration Nerds. This podcast is for everyone seeking the details, context, and facts behind the banner headlines on immigration. It's the podcast that gives you the latest on immigration policy and politics and the real world impacts on the people and businesses that make our world turn. If you believe immigration makes us all better, then this is the podcast for you. Brought to you by the nerds at Erickson Immigration Group, guiding clients and their employees through the complex immigration system for over 20 years. Hello, immigration nerds. I'm Lauren Clark, senior attorney at Erickson Immigration Group. I am a fellow nerd, an immigrant, and host of this amazing podcast. On every episode, we're joined by the smartest nerds in the know as we cover trends in business, culture, technology, and politics at the intersection of global immigration. Today, we are considering a demographic crisis that experts see unfolding right now in the United States. One that they believe possesses long-term economic challenges to the nation. In shorthand, it's often been referred to as the graying of America. The portion of people who are of prime working age is getting smaller, Fewer workers are available to fill open positions. Productivity suffers, straining the federal budget and slowing economic growth. The data, the analysis, and the policy prescriptions to meet the challenge have been laid out in a new report from the Bipartisan Policy Center in Washington, D.C. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll speak with Ben Gittes, whose team authored the report about the vital role immigration plays in solving this crisis. But first, Adam, let's bring you into the mic. I know that you have gone through this report as detailed as I have over the last month. What were your initial thoughts? Well, I have to say, Lauren, the Bipartisan Policy Center is a venerable organization in Washington. If our nerds out there don't know that, you've got some of the smartest folks with practical experience on the Hill and off who come together to find solutions that everyone can get behind and then support it with data and with information. And so when they came out with this report, I immediately flagged it for you. We've both been looking at it, as you say, because this is the kind of thing that immigration nerds is all about, understanding the evidence that exists and understanding the prescriptions that can make things potentially better. And when it comes to this particular crisis, it's something that we all understand. I mean, I relate to getting a bit gray myself. Lord knows in my own personal family, dad is retired. But Lauren, you're a practitioner, an attorney in in our space of immigration, you think about workforce, and it's undeniable that there is a greater need for humans than humans that exist. Is that fair? A hundred percent. I think this report does that beautiful job of blending the data with understanding immigration impact and stories, something that I do see on a day-to-day basis, the real impact of immigration workers, being an immigrant worker myself also. And this report, as I said, it really is a perfect immigration nerds partnership. They are nerdy in the data, they're nerdy in the immigration, and Ben is going to be a fantastic guest for us to listen to. Oh, absolutely. And and, and I think just to set the stage, for everybody, the importance of the information that comes from the U.S. Census Bureau tells everybody in government a great deal about what the reality is on the ground in our economy and in our workforce. And a lot of the data that we're about to hear from the Bipartisan Policy Center about stems back to information that shows between 2000 and 2021. That 21-year period, Lauren, the national median age in the U.S. went up by three and a half years. And 
that might not sound like a lot, but I think when you really dig in, as I know you'll talk to Ben about, population distribution by age and issues of workforce participation, all of it are looking for an answer to keep America growing. And my oh my, if they haven't put their finger on immigration as being a really vital tool. Absolutely, Adam. And noting all of these data and statistics, can you assure me that we will link to all of the relevant data, including the report in our show notes? Oh, you got it, boss. We've got links to the Bipartisan Policy Center, their research, and the U.S. Census Bureau and underlying data that all the nerds can go take a look at, Lauren. Perfect. Well, turn up the volume because now it's time for a conversation about immigration and why the Bipartisan Policy Center considers it a vital tool to maintain population growth and drive the U.S. economy. Ben Giddes leads BPC's work on the economy and workforce and joins us from Washington, D.C. Ben, welcome to the Immigration Nerds Podcast. Thank you for having me, Lauren. I'm really happy to be here. It's an absolute pleasure, and it's so great to have you here to essentially read out your recent report entitled The Demographic Transition and Overview of America's Aging Population and Immigration's Mediating Role. What should our listeners understand first here, and can you give us the really nerdy data-driven answer, please? So... What inspired us to write this report is we wanted to give readers an understanding that today's labor market conditions that have been in the headlines for a couple of years now, where we have very low unemployment, low labor force participation, high job openings, we have over 9 million job openings, which is near an all-time high. That isn't a temporary issue. In reality, it's driven by long-term demographic trends in that we have an aging population and slowing population growth. And as a result, we have a long-term decline in labor force participation that's been occurring since 2000. And that's because we have the baby boomer generation who is now entering retirement. And they are exiting the workforce in large masses. And with that, we are facing a lot of economic problems. As I mentioned, lower rates of people and being in the workforce, but also a lot more dependency among a pop older population who relies on now fewer people, relatively speaking, supporting them in through programs like Social Security and Medicare. And all of this is slowing economic growth. And so when thinking about the solutions, Immigration is one of the most straightforward solutions for addressing this population. We have millions of people who want to come to this country who tend to work at higher rates, start businesses at higher rates and, and innovate and can help counteract these trends that will pose challenges for several decades. And so before we kind of jump into the solution that immigration offers, I think from a global perspective, it's important to note that aging populations are widely evident. The U.S. is not alone in this kind of dependency ratio that you just explained. Can you tell us a little bit about how other countries are dealing with this ratio? Yeah. So like you noted, the U.S. is not alone. In 2019, there were over 700 million people who are over the age of 65. That number increased by nearly 60 million in just two years. So we have several countries with an aging population, and these tend to be the more economically developed countries in Europe, with Germany being one that stands out, and also in Asia with Japan and China also facing issues with Japan in particular facing some pretty serious problems. For instance, in Japan, in 2020, one in three people was over the age of 65. They anticipate that the 
population who is in the workforce will actually decrease by about 10% between now and 2030. Um, in Germany, they've started tackling this issue by trying to get older workers to work at higher rates. But of course, that has a, a fairly low ceiling because once folks reach the age of their re- where they retire, they're not going to want to be working at higher rates. And so, Ben, if we come back to now to the U.S., you talked about that this ratio or this population, this aging population growth is going to have an impact not only on the workforce, but also on the economy in the United States. Can you tell us what that impact can look like? Sure. So for the economy to grow, we need two things. And this is this goes back to Econ 101. You need capital and you need labor. And what's happening is that as our workforce and our population ages, we have fewer people working and producing economic growth. In particular, Americans 65 and older are projected to nearly double from 52 million in 2019 to 95 million in 2060. And every 10% increase in the portion of the population who's over 60 years old is expected to decrease economic growth per capita by 5.5%. So this has long-term economic implications because with fewer workers, we have fewer people to produce. And with fewer people here who are working age, there's simply fewer people who are consuming, who are saving, who are paying taxes into important safety net programs that aim to support our elderly population. And all this combined really weighs on economic growth. And I think two important programs that fall into that latter category being Social Security and Medicare. What kind of demand is the aging population going to have on those services? And then I guess the flip side of that is, can immigration help alleviate that? Yeah, so both are going to face significant strains in supporting their populations over the foreseeable future. And Social Security stands out as one program that really, it's not that long from now when it's going to start facing some serious problems. So in 1970, there were 3.7 workers per social security beneficiary. Today, that number has declined to 2.6 and it will decline again to 2.1 in 2040. So what that means is that we have fewer people paying into the program and supporting the program relative to the number of folks who are retiring and claiming benefits. Now, what that means is that around 10 years from now, the trust fund that supports benefit payments under Social Security is expected to be fully depleted. And at that point, benefits will only be supported by the payroll taxes going into the program, which aren't enough to cover all the anticipated expenses, and benefits would be cut across the board by about 20%. And so lawmakers have long struggled to, in a bipartisan manner, to address Social Security's long-term problems, but they need to act in order to prevent such a significant cut. And immigration could potentially be a tool to help alleviate that pressure because, as we know, immigrants who come into this country, they work at much higher rates than native-born workers. They also are much more likely to start new businesses And they are also tend to focus on important, innovative occupations and industries. Science, technology, engineering, mathematics tend to be where a lot of immigrants come in and focus in the United States and can help not only pay taxes into these important programs, but also help innovate and increase our productivity so that the American population more broadly is producing more in the workforce and as a result, paying more in taxes. 
And you hit upon some key aspects of immigration that really is a vital tool in mediating the effects of the demographic transition that you've previously explained. The report does cover this. You know, immigrants are coming in in both highly skilled as well as more entry-level positions. They're generally coming in or entering the U.S. at a working age and bringing family members that are likely to also work. Can you, I guess, try to provide some specific data on how immigration has kind of alleviated the impact and how it is a vital tool? I think I'm speaking specifically about the year of 2020 with the population growth. That's a very good question. In the year 2021, population growth in the United States slowed substantially and absent immigration it actually would have declined. And that would have been the first time in I don't know how long where our population would go from growing to declining. And as we know, we had many deaths during the COVID-19 pandemic. But with immigration, we were able to stave this off and we had essentially virtually no growth in the population. So immigration prevented us from declining and we had a very small uptick in population growth. It grew 0.01% in 2021. And population growth is anticipated to be fairly slow going forward. You know, one thing I forgot to mention earlier, and this just further underlines the importance of immigration for our long-term population, demographics, and economic growth, is that by 2042, so about 20 years from now, the native-born population is anticipated to begin to decline as we have enough older people essentially passing away, and that the rate at folks passing away will exceed the rates that we're having new children here. And as the native-born population declines, immigration will be the sole and primary source, not only population growth, but also economic growth. So it's really important that we have a strong immigration system to offset this long-term demographic trend and that we have a, a very strong pipeline of workers, talents, and people to come to this country. And so understanding the huge impact that immigration has, not only in terms of the time frame that we're currently in, but also in terms of future economic growth, what should policymakers consider? What other tools do they need to consider in relation to the aging population and in light of immigration policy? So parallel with immigration policy that seeks to do things like reduce our long immigration backlog, we have a visa backlog that exceeds 7 million right now. And a policy that finds ways to have more folks come to the United States in productive roles. The U.S. should also be pursuing policies that enhance workforce participation among the working age population who already lives here and also increases workforce participation among elderly populations. So to start with the, the former folks who are working age, putting kind of looking at this from the long term picture, the workforce participation rate of prime age men that's men under the age of 54, that has been declining for seven decades. Now, this has long been a, somewhat of a mystery to economists, uh, but it likely relates to a variety of demographic challenges and also societal issues such as things like drug use, incarceration, impacts of the safety net. These types of things have impacted men and have led many of them out of the workforce. So it's important to find ways to help them come back to work. At the same time, prime age women, their workforce participation rate grew substantially through the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And then in the 90s, stopped growing and still at a lower rate than men. And it's been roughly about at the same level for the last three decades. 
So it's important that lawmakers find policies that both support men and women in entering the workforce in the United States. So things like improving our workforce development system so that when workers get displaced, they're able to find new jobs easily and aren't sidelined. Policies like childcare and paid family leave can help particularly many women balance entering the workforce with caring for children and other family members. And so policies like that are really important to enhance the workforce participation rates of those who are at an age where they should be working. And then for the elderly, it's important that we have proper incentives in place so that those who are able to work until their mid or late 60s have the incentives to do so. Uh, so our team at the Bipartisan Policy Center has been looking at ways to educate the population about uh, when's the appropriate time to claim their Social Security benefits. Literature consistently shows that many people claim Social Security way too early and they would benefit from a much higher lifetime earnings out of the program if they claimed a few years later. So things like that, and also improvements to the safety net so that folks remain tied to the workforce while they're being supported by the government are all important to help enhance workforce participation and grow the economy. With that said, these long-term demographic trends are, they're a fact that we have to live with and people will be retiring and this will be the ultimate driver that will keep workforce participation low for the foreseeable future. And so that's where immigration policy comes in and is so vital to making sure that we have a robust and growing workforce and a result, a robust and growing economy. And so then to come full circle, as we noted earlier, you know, America or the U.S. is is not alone in facing an aging population and looking at immigration as being a crucial tool for population growth. Earlier this year, we saw Canada make aggressive immigration policy changes to address labor shortages. Do you feel or do you believe there is an urgency for the U.S. to do the same? Yes. And so what Canada did was they took advantage of the failures of our current immigration system to find a way to give more opportunities for folks who are waiting to be a permanent resident here to enter Canada. Specifically, they targeted our H-1B visa holders and gave them a path to permanent residency in Canada. And that program is very popular. I think they ran out of spots within a couple of days of opening. Within hours. Within hours. So, yeah. So that really demonstrates not only the desire for people to come to live in the United States, but also the opportunities that we will miss if we continue to let these problems fester. So as I mentioned earlier, we have a visa backlog that exceeds 7 million people. We are very fortunate that all these people want to come to the United States to work and produce and contribute to our economy. But Canada demonstrates that they're not necessarily going to wait forever and other countries have an opportunity to take advantage of that. And so it's really important that we enact policies, particularly when it relates to our visa backlog, to improve both the processing backlog, so the people who are just have been approved to become a permanent resident and they're just waiting to get their visa processed, but also the caps-based backlog, which is a result of statutory limitations on the number of immigrants who we can grant permanent residency to here in the United States. And so there are a variety of proposals to address both. And it's really important that the United States starts to do so, or else countries like Canada are going to find ways to take our talent away from us. Well, Ben, thank you so much for being our guest on the Immigration Nerds podcast. I'm sure if our nerds out there want to dig into the data, there is so much to obtain from your report. But I think if we were to sum up today's conversation, the long-term projections really indicate that immigration is a crucial tool for our population as well as economic growth. 
So Ben Geddes of the Bipartisan Policy Center, thank you so much for joining the Immigration Nerds podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, listeners, this was a really important and impactful topic of conversation. And to all you nerds out there listening, thank you. As ever, you can track everything going on at Ericsson Immigration Group at our website, eiglaw.com. And remember, if you believe immigration makes us all better, then this is the podcast for you.